welcome. And thanking you, thank you for joining us today on another episode of the Leadership Cafe, where we talk with extraordinary people leading remarkable businesses. Uh, we're your hosts, Michael Couch. And I'm Richard Citrin, and uh, we're excited to have you join us today in meeting with up with Marvin Ferguson. You know, in times of change, like we're all experiencing, it's important to turn to some of our finest leaders and find out how they are leading their initiatives in their community, helping their employees to get better and healthier, and and really contributing to making what's been a challenging 2020 uh, be perhaps a little bit easier for all of us. Yeah, before we get too far along, we also want to make sure we thank our sponsor, Vaco. Uh, Vaco is a global talent solutions company, and uh, we really appreciate their support and sponsorship of the Leadership Cafe. Yeah. As Richard mentioned, today our special guest is Marvin Ferguson. Uh, Marvin, thank you for joining us, and welcome to uh, Leadership Cafe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate glad it. You, glad you could join us. Thanks so. Yeah, so maybe you could, if you would, uh, want to start off, you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, your business interests, uh, you know, that you'd like to share with our listeners. Sure. So again, my name is Marvin Ferguson. I'm a pharmacist by trade. Uh, today we'll talk about uh, uh, Let's Get Healthy Cleveland. Um, so Let's, Let's Get Healthy Cleveland is a nonprofit organization. Uh, I started probably about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was asked to do a clinical program in Cleveland. Um, around uh, health and wellness. And I just love the uh, the opportunity that I had to kind of reach out to others. And uh, the response that I got was just just great. Um, Marvelous. So I wanted to continue doing that. <clears throat> so that I created a nonprofit. And uh, our first event was an opioid uh, awareness event. Mm. Um, and I had a panel of uh, about 10 of doctors, nurses, and survivors of the mm. opioid epidemic. And it was wonderful. Um, people came to me and just like it touched their lives. And some of the people were very emotional um, oh, from yeah. that event. So, uh, you know, doing that, um, and then we've, we've done a list of uh, other uh, events in not just Cleveland, Canton, Akron, Columbus um, areas. And uh, it started getting to a point where it was like, I can't do this myself. Like, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, with Let's Get Healthy, I have Let's Get Healthy Cleveland. Um, I also have a uh, property management company um, that I've uh, named after my mother that I kind of I provide low income um, uh, uh, residents uh, housing to. So trying to do that and let's get healthy Cleveland. I needed to, you know, kind of get a board together. So um, what was a blessing is people just kind of came to me like, hey, yeah, we want to help do and participate and what you're doing. So now I have a board of uh, four um, that helped me put these uh, these programs together. So I'll I'll stop there. Fantastic. So so talk a little bit more about you know you know so healthfulness and wellness programs are uh, really important these days, and I think particularly uh, given the pandemic. Uh, what's what's your vision for Let's Get Healthy Cleveland, and and what do you hope to uh, to achieve with it? Yeah, so the pandemic has actually made me more of an expert with Zoom. Uh, we've actually <laughs> um, we've actually had two virtual community nights. The first one we uh, had was uh, the racism as a public health crisis, and we looked at disparities specifically in mental health, COVID nineteen, um, and what was the third one? Uh, mental health, COVID nineteen, 
and uh, infant mortality. And mm-hmm. we had a panelist of doctors, uh, state representatives, um, community historians, um, and it went very well. Um, and then so we're having a spinoff of that called Surviving COVID. And that is going to be uh, the 24th of this month. And we have survivors of COVID. They're going to tell their story. Um, And so I thought that was just monumental because you always hear from doctors, nurses, politicians, but, uh, you know, people that actually have it with the stigma that is being put on them don't always want to share that, you know, they actually had the um, coronavirus. So uh, we're in the process of putting that together. Also, with the pandemic, it caused us to create a, a radio show. So uh, we have a radio show called Ask the Pharmacist. Um, and and this will be our... What's that? Who would that be? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, what I did is uh, showcase the healthcare professionals in the area. Like, hey, like, how is coronavirus affecting your practice? Oh. Um, and like, it's just amazing some of the things you don't really think about of uh, the challenges and barriers that some of these healthcare providers are uh, going through. So uh, we'll have our third seat or our third episode uh, this Sunday at five. So um, yes, the pandemic has been terrible, but it's created some ways to, we've had to be flexible and nimble to try to continue to help the community. Boy, and that's the, the and that's the, Probably that we could probably change the theme of the leadership cafe at this point to to resilience, flexibility, adaptability, and innovation. And uh, you know we've just uh, you've you've rattled off a number of things that are very impressive innovations during a, a tough time. And and uh, but that's what we see uh, remarkable leaders doing at this point. So c- con- congratulations for that. Uh, as we're thinking of it, if if others want to tune in to the radio or mm-hmm. or tune into the, your community events, uh, how would we do that? Uh, it is so uh, you can uh, go to Let's Get Healthy Cleveland um, on Facebook. Okay. That's where our 24th, our event on the 24th will stream. Uh, WMVU Radio Free Network. That's where Ask the Pharmacist uh, it comes on every every uh, Sunday at 5 p.m. Great. Um, and then also visit our site, Let's Get Healthy Cleveland uh, dot org um, as well. Hey, Marvin, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, health disparities, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in uh, people of color communities. And and it seems to me that uh, the pandemic has really brought this more to light and, and just has raised uh, the level of understanding and impact uh, to that uh, so much more than perhaps it was visible or acknowledged, perhaps is a better word. Uh, before the pandemic, what are you what are you seeing? What do you know as a as a healthcare as a pharmacist, and and what are some of the things that we can think about doing to address some of those issues? Yeah, that's actually a great question. So, um, along with that, I was also selected to uh, do a TED talk um, in our, next month, and my TED talk is just about uh, what you just asked me about health disparities, um, and just you know the the current uh, world environment and what, what we're dealing with. Um, and so uh, I'll, I'll tell you like the story that I'm going to use for my intro as a pharmacy intern. Excellent. Um, I uh, worked in a uh, pharmacy that was in the Canton area and it was in the area that was a majority minority. 
And so I was asked to uh, create a cough syrup. And uh, the particular pharmacist I worked with, I worked with in other areas and that weren't uh, majority minority. And uh, we worked well together. I thought he was a, uh, a really good pharmacist, knowledgeable. Um, but I went to him and said, hey, I don't have all the ingredients to make this cough syrup. Um, and he looked at me um, with a straight face and said, put, put, some, put some water in it. Um, so I asked, I asked again, like, what? Um, and it was, it was crowded, but it, it, it was to a point where he kind of could talk with nobody over the counter. You know how pharmacies are raised up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't hear everything that's going on. So I'm like, what? what? He's like, put some, put some water in it. So uh, the process uh, in a pharmacy is you partial a medication for three days, and then you order it um, for it to, uh, to, to give a patient three days, and then you order it, and they'll come back, and then they'll, the patient will come back and pick up the remainder of the order. Right. So I right. went down to the computer, and I, of course, um, I acted like I didn't really hear him, and I, I just partialed the order. And then the, the process is you put it in a basket, you put the medication in, you take it down to the pharmacist to check. And, you know, he looked at me, um, kind of in disgust, but the patient was at the counter, so he wasn't going to say, put water in it again. Um, yeah, good. But uh, what, what my talk is going to be about is implicit or unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with that pharmacist before. And like I said, he was, I don't think he was a terrible person. I still don't think he's a terrible person. I feel that he felt it was okay. And as, as easy as he like told me to do it, I'm sure he's done it before. And whatever maybe implicit bias he may have about that area or whatever's happened made him make that decision. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, my talk actually is going to be about incorporating some type of DEI or diversity, equity, inclusion training in CEUs, like um, to make uh, this a part of like renewing your license. Because I see nowadays what's happening is that they're getting employers are paying for this training, right? But where's the consistency, right? Like it's like, well, are they just trying to check a box or are they really yeah. trying to change behavior? Right. And so. As you know, with any type of professional license, you have to have board approved trainings or whatever you're going through to make sure that it, it fits criteria or content you want. Right. Same thing with this. And then every year it changes, right? We have different the minorities, right? Um, different minorities are getting attention, um, whatever it is. So every year, like this type mm -hmm. of content needs to uh, be updated. So. You know, it's it's interesting because in in professional licenses, you'll you'll have a requirement for, you know, X number of hours of ethics training or mandatory reporting training in terms of a child abuse as a psychologist. But there's no mandatory requirements for DEI, uh, and I, I'm wondering whether uh, the the racial whether that would be that would be a very positive outcome from the racial justice movement over the last several months. Would mm -hmm. it be and into professional as a professional requirement. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Marvin, uh, uh, do you see uh, other people of color being attracted to the to the uh, field of pharmacy, or is there something that we should be thinking about or doing to attract uh, folks to the profession? Um. So uh, 
when I became a pharmacist, there was one guy uh, that was uh, African American that I'd seen, never seen before. Mm. Um, and I, th I think to, to, to answer that question, I think people of color or African Americans or whatever you, you want to put label are attracted to all professions. Yeah, it's about having that 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 opportunity mm. to uh, you know uh, get into school, um, stay in school, yeah, um, and then graduate. I mean, I can sit here for a while and tell you just the barriers I had when I was in pharmacy school from, you know, teachers telling me that I'll never make it, my advisor telling me that, to mm -hmm. going into anatomy, physiology, and looking at a skeletal system of, um, I think we were doing something on uh, primates and having my anatomy teacher like, hey, Marvin, I bet your skeleton looks like that. Um, this is these blatant, these blatant, um, yeah, yeah, these blatant like iterations of um, just, just, just wrong. And so there's been many times where I could have just walked away like, hey, you know what, I'm not, I didn't sign up for this. And those are the things I'm talking about. I think, you yeah. know, getting into pharmacy, getting into being a doctor, getting a whatever, you like, you have to like push past that. You can't always talk to everybody about it. They don't want to hear it or they don't yeah. care. You know? Yeah, I just heard Michelle Obama uh, speak and she indicated that her high school advisor told her to forget about going to college because she just didn't have it. <laughs> and, and But then she went back and, and found the person, I think, uh, if I remember in her her talk and uh, uh, go try to find her. But luckily he wasn't uh, he wasn't in his job any longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so well, Marvin, thinking about your your personal experiences as a leader. Uh, what, what kinds of impactful experiences in your career did you have that that built the capability uh, that you needed to, you know, address these kinds of issues, you know, advance in your career and now, you know, really expanding out uh, beyond, uh, you know, beyond your specialty area? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, for me, I think resilience. Um, yes. Just when you get a barrier, not allow it to stop you. So for example, when I was looking at Ask the Pharmacist, I was thinking of a podcast. I never did a podcast before. Matter of fact, I was in the shower and I'm like, you know, would it be nice right now? People are in, in the, at the house, they're probably listening to the radio and these things more. It'd be nice if I could do that. And it took me, it took me a couple of months. So I was going to do it with three other pharmacists and they, uh, we didn't align. We did not align. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, I was, I could have stopped then. Like, ah, this isn't going to work. But I continue. Like, why well, just do it myself? Um, and then, so, you know, here I am. So I, I would say, like, resilience. And if you have an idea, keep pushing for that idea. It mm. may not be exactly the first way you thought it was going to be, but you can continue to have it some iteration of that. Mm. So. I think we think of that as courage a little bit, don't you think? Yeah. Keep pushing Absolutely. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, uh, uh, Marvin, one of the things that we've been asking uh, through the program, uh, you know, we've a lot of discussion out there what the pandemic or the social equity challenges have done to people uh, this year. Uh, we, we like to have switched around and say, what do you think these challenges have done for you? 
you know, what what do you see as benefits or positives out of the the, the challenges that you've had to address this year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and so what I've done is I've taken advantage of interest rates. Um, mm. I have purchased more property for uh, my mid company um, that I probably would have never done. I've refinanced. Um, I have been able to reach out to people that, especially for some of, a lot of these community programs that I wouldn't have been able to reach out for sure. because our programs were in person. Now everything's virtual, so you get a bigger base. I could have somebody from Texas or California or New York on a program that I wouldn't have to have had the opportunity to have before. Um, and then, you know, I have a daughter. Um, yeah, uh, homeschooling is rough. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, How old is she? But it's, uh, she just turned 13. Good. Good <laughs> yes. Yes, I appreciate all, I garner all <laughs> prayers, um, but like listening to her like uh, in a classroom type setting, um, that's an experience I don't think I would ever have had mm, before yeah. the pandemic. Because oh, you know when they come home from school, they say, oh, how was school? Good, Good. okay, and that's all you get, you know, but yeah. like hearing her interact, hearing other bad kids say different things like oh well i guess she's not as bad as i thought she was because that that child over there but um <laughs> being able to like engage with her in a, a level that i haven't had to in the in the in the past and then me being able to work from home um mm. has definitely uh, allowed our relationship to get better because i'm with her a lot more right. and so um when you look at advantages um you know i look at some of those those opportunities that i have that I would have never had before. Um, I would have had never had the time to like work on Ask the Pharmacist because I work an hour away from home. You know what oh. I mean? So like that's, you know, and I pick up my daughter after work, so I wouldn't have had the time to kind of manage all those different things. So yeah, I think there's been, the pandemic has been rough and hard, stressful, definitely, but there has been some opportunity amongst the chaos. Yeah. Way to go, Dad. I, I never thought about that, that you can actually see what your child is doing more now in, in their education and, and be part of that when you're not doing yeah. it before. I, would also, I mean, for a 13-year-old, the social life has got to be so core to their mm -hmm. existence. How do you see uh, the kids or what, what are you doing as a father to try to address that side of the equation? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my daughter is an introvert. And I try to like, hey, did you text your friends, you talk to you. No, I th actually, I think she's flourishing. <laughs> she she's an introvert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So I've had different like virtual like uh, experiences. Like there's a, a, a virtual singing lessons that she did during the. Uh, oh, cool. During the pandemic or during during um, uh, summer recess, and she did it every week. And I think I think my daughter had a good voice. But that helped encourage her confidence and make yeah. it better. So I think that's a tool that she'll be able to use. Like, yeah, I can sing, but now I have singing lessons, so I know I really can sing. <laughs> um, so, you know, doing that, um, I provided uh, a uh, a therapist for her. Not that she has any issues, but she's a teenage girl that maybe needs to unpack some things. And I think sometimes we think that people go to therapists because they have problems. You go to the therapist just like you go to the gym. Your mind needs them. You know what I mean? 
Beautiful. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a healthy practice. So I decided to try to put that on her early so that she have, doesn't have to worry about it when she's older, you know? Excellent. Um, That's great. That's great. Wow. Great, great advice all the way around here. Um, I'm, I'm sure it does. Uh, let's get healthy. Uh, you accept donations as well, or do you have? Uh, you can do that on the website, or uh, on the website, and uh, you can message somebody. Will accept it on Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> somebody will be there. <laughs> yes, someone will answer that message. So yeah, on the site, uh, we uh, have a cash app. I, I don't remember offhand, which is terrible. But definitely on the site and on Facebook. Fantastic. Well, Marvin Ferguson, we want to thank you for joining us today on the Leadership Cafe. You are a community activist. You're a change agent. You're a pharmacist. Uh, you're supplying low-income housing. And you're and, a dad. Yeah, and I, I was <laughs> going to say, I imagine your daughter would say you're an amazing dad, but maybe she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I think she would. But, but you've, given, you've, you've given some great ideas on leadership, and you, you know, we want to thank you for um, for your good work. If you could just go through again and give some of those uh, links and uh, and radio stations again for your uh, Ask the Pharmacist and for Let's Get Healthy Cleveland again for our for our listeners and how also how people can get in touch with you, Marvin. Yeah, absolutely. So for Ask the Pharmacist, which is what airs every Sunday at 5 p.m., uh, it is WMVU Radio Free Network. You can Google it. You can jump on. You can ask questions right through the site to put on Ask the Pharmacist. So it's WMVU.org. Um, and you can go right on there and listen to the program live. Uh, or you can ask questions. And then let's get healthy Cleveland.org. You can go on there. If you want to have Let's Get Healthy Cleveland do a program for your facility, we can do that virtually now. Mm. Um, and then you can donate on that site as well. Um, go to Facebook, look at all the different things that we've done. Our uh, programs have been streamed to Facebook, so you can view those. Um, and that's Let's Get Healthy Cleveland on Facebook. We also have an Instagram site. Um, and then, uh, um, TEDx KLB, um, that is actually in Columbus, Ohio. They're doing a great event this year. I think they're going to be the only TEDx that's going to be live. It's going to be a drive-through type situation. Huh. So you come in and watch the big screen and all the speakers will be on stage in the auditorium. So Sweet. amazing idea. Um, again, that's TEDx KLB. Um, I think that... Is and where, all, where are you a pharmacist? Are, are you a practicing pharmacist at a store or do you work behind the scenes? Uh, so I work at a PBM. I work for Elixir Solutions, which okay. is, we used to be Envision RX. We changed to Elixir and we are basically the, Rite Aid is our parent company. So okay. I work in a PBM setting for opioid case management, MTM, adherence, diabetes, all these clinical programs that the PBM uh, provides. Got it. Well, you know, Marvin, thank you again for coming on board. As a thank you for being a guest on the Leadership Cafe, we're going to send you an autographed copy of Michael and our new book on strategy-driven leadership. Uh, we also, of course, want to thank our sponsor, Vaco, for helping make the Leadership Cafe an important place to meet with some amazing people like Marvin Ferguson. I remember you can hear this podcast on Michael's website as well as mine. It's posted on Spotify and it will be on the Vaco.com uh, website. Maybe we can even get it on the Let's Get Healthy Cleveland website yes. released. 
Absolutely. So we'll get some we'll get some social media coverage there, and uh, we also want to thank our amazing uh, producer director extraordinaire Michelle Jaroszewski for providing such amazing support for us and for all of us the Leadership Cafe. Marvin, thank you so much for joining in. I'm Richard Citron. And I'm Michael Couch, and we look forward to connecting you with you on the next Leadership Cafe.